0: Uh, this is Patrick Maroon, and you the
1: to Tomahawk Roundup. All right, what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zorowski here with the Tomahawk Roundup on WNTH 88.1 FM Chicago, here with the St. Louis legend himself, Patrick Maroon. Patrick, how are you today? Good yourself. Pretty good. I'm excited, and yeah, it's the weekend, and I'm really excited to have you on. So you played in Syracuse with the Crunch, exploding onto the professional level in your after your stint in Adirondack with the Phantoms. What was the environment like in Syracuse, playing hockey in upstate New York, uh, having that big rivalry with Rochester?
0: Yeah, it was huge. Uh, uh, that was a really good members in Syracuse. Really good team, and uh, I kind of took off. Uh, I'm Syracuse, Syracuse, and my um, best years in Syracuse, and you know I met some really good friends, some good teammates. I still talk to to this day. And we had some good rivalries against Rochester. Obviously, those are always the fun ones. When you're playing Rochester, it's an hour drive, and the always got high. But uh, I really like Syracuse. It's kind of my my reset button there when I got traded there, and uh, I really found that right there, and I found my
1: game. All right, so you played against the Chicago Blackhawks, obviously our main topic of focus here on the show, in the 2015 Western Conference final. What is it like being a visitor in the United Center, uh, especially in the postseason, playing against the Blackhawks? Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, the core of those
0: things were obviously the best Anthem in the league. Uh, the fans are rocking every single night, playoff, non playoff, and. Um, obviously, we, we had the privilege of playing to the conference finals right year. and um, we obviously fell short, but I thought, um, you know, playing the bar was, you know, was top-notch, you know, the fans are electric, the fans are wild, currently one of the best, one of the best fan base in all of NHL, uh, it's difficult to play in there, especially during the playoff time, because, you know, they, they kind of feed up their energy, but it was a uh, really cool experience to play in the United States during, during the postseason, and uh, like I said, we fell short, but you know, I thought, you know, they couldn't win either way that, that year, uh, I thought that was going to be, be our year with the Ducks, but obviously uh, you know, they took it away, but, you know, you, you remember the times you lose, and the, you know the, the and, but you know it was obviously really fun to play the,
1: there in the yeah I remember that was the most nervous I was as a Blackhawks fan during the dynasty playing your ducks the hard-hitting physical team and I remember you especially coming onto the scene in Anaheim and it was a It was a very close series, and I respected what you guys did in Anaheim. Shifting focus now to St. Louis, what were the emotions like signing and playing for your hometown team, the St. Louis Blues, and what did it mean for your family? Yeah, obviously a lot of emotions
0: before. You don't know kind of what you want to do. Uh, A couple options there, but, you know, when St. Louis popped up, it was was a very difficult decision, to be honest with you. It was probably one of the hardest decisions uh, in my hockey career to... You know, kind of decide what I wanted to do. And, you know, when St. Louis popped up, I just didn't want to tell my son that, you know, I did have an offer on the table of St. Louis, but I'm going somewhere else and have an opportunity to be with him and be with him all year, you know, take him to school, pick him up from school, you know, take him, you know, take him lunch, you know, go out there and be a dad, uh, enjoy hockey practice, um, you know, take the time to go out there and teach him the game. You know that I love, and the, you know God gave me the opportunity to play, and, um, and get to watch him. You know, be a dad and watch him play basketball and hockey. And you know, I just felt like that was. You know, I thought I would love them down if I didn't play in St. Louis. And on the side note, of playing in St. Louis, obviously that was one of the reasons. But you know, the second, the most important reason is, you know, they had a good team. You know, they just created for Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, they just signed David Perron, they signed Tyler Bozak. They made all these acts, uh, they made all these transactions in the summer that um, it was just wasn't going on notice for me and I thought that was an opportunity, you know, if I'm gonna take a one year deal to, you know, succeed and have an opportunity to win and be off the bowl when you start putting NHL is and win Stanley Cup. and um, you know, I being from St Louis and obviously that's all icing on the cake and having my kid there but you obviously want to sign and be on a good team and have a team that has a chance to win. And, you know, and for you to have success, and uh, it all went full circle for me. And uh, it was an amazing year, and uh, I'll never look back. Obviously, having the year we did and being from St. Louis, and you know, went in and being there with my family and son all year. I mean, the group of guys we had. It's uh, a year I'll never forget.
1: Yeah, no, so I have to ask you, I know you've been asked this a million times, but the double overtime goal in Dallas, what were your initial thoughts after scoring, and did it bring back any nostalgia youth hockey moments for you when you realized, I just sent these guys to the Western Conference Final? Uh, you
0: know, I, I, youth hockey, I never really had a big moment. I, from what I recall, I never scored like a, a big goal in uh, youth hockey. or. Uh, I mean, I can go back to the North American days, won the national championship, and you know, I scored a half in the first game of the, the, the championship game. So I mean, um, you know, I love when the, you know, that's one of the moments, and then me scoring that goal. I don't think I, I don't think I ever scored a bigger goal in my career. I mean, that's the biggest goal I ever scored in my career, in my hometown, in front of my family, friends, um, you know, in front of the city that I love and a team that I loved growing up watching uh, like I said it's one of those goals where it's kind of a, a Pat and Roe goal you know just go into that and clean up trash. and um, I'll never forget that day I mean obviously that video will be something I'm always going to watch and you show my, my other kids one day uh, obviously Anthony's seen it but you know just, it's a video that will be around for the rest of my life and um, you know me and my family can talk about it and Forever, and uh, it's something that I'll, I'll never
1: forget. Yeah. So taking that championship experience with you, being that kind of grinder player, um, how do you take that that mentality and that skill set to Tampa Bay, who obviously had a disappointing finish, getting swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets? How do you take them further this year using your championship and playoff experience? Uh, I mean, I don't
0: know. It's going to be me. I think it's going to be all twenty-five individuals. As a team or as a group, as a collective group coming together as a team, uh, coming together and playing the right way. Um, you know, I can have a voice. You know, I can bring a presence where I can stick up for my teammates and know that I always have their back. Um, you know, we can we add a little size. We can play a big body game. Um, you know, people want to run around. You know, I can be there. And uh, I think that makes guys and teams and field players feel a little more comfortable. And, um, you know, I can have a voice in the room, but, you know, there's there's, there's leaders in that room that have been there for so many years and so many guys that have been part of this organization organization for so many years. So I think everyone knows in the room, you know, what it takes to win. Pretty much the whole team has been in the conference finals, Stanley Cup finals. Obviously, they, they fell short, but they know what it takes. And I think they're playing the right way and focusing and finding ways to play with that attitude and... Uh, defensive minded, you know, managing the park right every single night and I think it's gonna take all twenty five guys um uh, playing the right way and uh, from from top to bottom. And uh I think I think we've been doing that as a as of late and I think it's starting to see results and playing the right way and playing simple and playing boring hockey calling out the middle and you know I can sit there and say stuff but we gotta go out there and, before, so I think uh, we have a good group of guys that are totally understand- totally understanding and totally buying into the system so
1: it a fun step. Yeah, absolutely. So I had your trainer for the off season, Jeff Lavecchio, on my show as well. How does he help improve your game and tell us a little bit about his upbeat personality as the unsung hockey hero of St. Louis? Who's
0: Jeff Lavecchio? Yes. Yeah, I mean I I don't I haven't trained with him. Uh, he used to skate with him in Boston when he was in Boston and played in the American League. But uh, he's done a really good job at St. Louis for the hockey community. He's bringing young guys in and training them, and you know, training them the right way and training them how to get ready for the next level. Uh, there's a lot of trainers out there that you know everyone thinks it's the right way, but I think he's done a really positive, positive job. I think. Doing, bringing positive energy to these young kids and positive light that, you know, like if you work hard, good things are going to happen. And, you know, coming into work every day and smiling and enjoying the process. And I think he's really done a good job of that. And you can see why he's having success in St. Louis in the, in the training aspect of it. And a lot of athletes are going to him now, and he's getting a lot of college and draft picks and... League and now an NHL guys. So uh, it's really fun to see his process after retirement, obviously. With his head injuries, you, you never want to see a guy go down and he had to retire early. And, you know, and, but to see his response after hockey and what he's done for the shameless community with the athletes that, you know, taking these athletes under his wing and kind of teaching the ropes what it takes to make it because he's been there before and you now he's done a hell of a job and he's only going to continue to grow. And, you know, I can't wait one day to maybe work with him. So uh, I'm calling him back. He's done a good job. And he's only going to get better. He's, he's really good at his job. And, uh, and he's going to continue to
1: grow and get better every single year. Yeah, Patrick Maroon of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Anything else you want to add before we head out? No, that's it. Thank
0: you so much for having me on. And uh, have a good
1: year. Thank you so much, Patrick.